You're listening to KJ Recaps. Welcome back to KJ Recaps. We're here recapping Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 6, E Pluribus Unum. I am Jess. I am Kim. Kim, so we are here, Episode 6. Uh, if we thought last episode was full of action <laughs> this one is yeah. even a step up from that um so lots to kind of go through and tackle but what were your overall thoughts of this episode i thought it was really good i was like a little bit worried at first not worried that it would be bad because i know that the show is good obviously i love the show i enjoy every episode's even season two, episode seven, I enjoyed to a certain extent. <laughs> but um, there was that one moment early on when like they're running from the Russian uh, soldiers and Steve closes the door and sort of leans on it halfway while like eight soldiers are just like <laughs> banging fruitlessly on the door. And I was like, oh, OK, well, I hope it's not too cartoony that these guys are like in a Russian facility because, you know, I hope that I'm really feeling the weight of the danger that they're in. And Jesus Christ. Yeah, that did change quickly, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, it really did. That Like, I really couldn't believe that they went there with some of this stuff. Like Steve got tortured. Yeah, I was gonna say my um, outrage over Hopper's treatment of the bear pales in comparison to the additional torture that has continued to happen throughout this season. Uh, I thought Steve was gonna get. I thought he was gonna get a reprieve this season uh, from yeah. the beatings, but no, it was the no. worst yet. It was like yeah. Billy times ten. This is what you get for winning a fight. You get your ass kicked later. <laughs> but yeah. what a hero. What a hero. Correct. Absolutely. So we are going to dive in. We're going to go through this scene by scene. We're going to unpack everything we've seen, including this ending. Uh, we're down to, after this, two more episodes left. So thanks, everyone, for sticking with us through this. Um, if you have any thoughts or feedback, do send us a note at kjrecaps.com slash feedback. Leave us a rating or review. Um, and Kim, is there anything else before we dive into our cold open here? No, I am ready. Okay, me too. I'm excited. Okay, so we pick up with Steve, Dustin, uh, Robin, and Erica. They have just discovered the giant Russian laser. So this is actually <laughs> the exact scene that, <laughs> scene that I just referred to. So they're trying to leave and they discover that the soldier that Steve has knocked out is no longer unconscious and he has raised the alarm. So a chase ensues. Uh, Steve holds back a door while eight soldiers fruitlessly bang against it. But then <laughs> Robin comes to help him and ultimately... Ultimately, the two of them save um, Dustin and Erica from a similar fate. They are able to escape while uh, Steve and Robin sacrifice themselves. So more to come on that, obviously. Those brave older kids. Like, it's just... That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Back at the hospital, so no time has passed since last episode. The monster has just materialized. You mentioned this um, maybe last or the one before that, Kim, how they can sometimes pick right up. Like this one has, could just have been a literal continuation. There is yes. no break whatsoever. Yeah. None. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Will can feel that the mind flare has arrived and the monster runs at Nancy to attack. So she locks herself in a room and a locked door does not stop this monster because it can become an so ooze. So gross. But of and course And then it materialize can. again. Yeah. Ugh, gross. It's a flexible trait for you to have as a monster. I mean, 
You can yes, just get through is. pretty much anything. Yeah. I mean, who knew? Clorox. It does everything. Um, <laughs> so uh, Nancy has now locked herself into the room that yeah, the monster whoops. has just come into. So um, Jonathan tries to get in, but to no avail. But then, thank God, back up her eyes. Elle bursts through the door and like in a really impressive show of strength. I know that we always... You know, we have seen Elle be incredibly impressive with her powers before, but here it was just, like, amazing. It actually made me think of the scene in, I don't know which Avengers movie it was, where, where like, the Hulk, like, takes Loki by the, by the oh, foot yeah. and just, like, smashes him, <laughs> like, 30 <laughs> times against all the walls. That's what this scene made me think of. Uh, And then she throws it out the window. It lands on the pavement below. It seems like it's hurt, but it's definitely not not dead. It just becomes an ooze again, goes down the storm drain, goes back to the factory, and then joins with the rest of the Mind Flayer body. While Billy and Heather look on and Billy says, it's time. (laughs) Yeah, and time for nothing good here. So, Yes, I mean... We don't want it, Billy. <laughs> Thank you. No. Uh, okay, so after the credits, yeah, it's the 4th of July. Uh, how exciting for everybody and this great juxtaposition as we've gotten darker through this season of this very fun, light, you know, festivities that are being planned in Hawkins. <laughs> this has taken place over a very short period of time. Yeah, a few days. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you, we're not going to see Steve in anything other than the sailor outfit no. for the whole season. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, his only outfit is this increasingly bloodied sailor suit. That's right. Um, the mayor is there. He's looking pleased about how things are going until he notices the Terminator. Um, and so they meet inside the Gravitron. This is amazing. Anyway, who remembers the Gravitron? I, I certainly do. do. Yeah. Um, and then can I just ask you as a quick aside, did you have an urban legend when you were growing up in small town Ontario as we did in small town New Brunswick? <laughs> the urban legend that someone at someone's school rode the Gravitron, threw up, and then the throw up like went back into that person's own face? Definitely. That that, <laughs> that is. I, I feel think like everyone that probably that. happened in most gravitrons. Like, <laughs> it's not an urban legend. It's just every single school actually had one person who had that happen. <laughs> oh man, I was on not the gravitron, thankfully, but I was on another ride with a friend in high school who puked on the ride, and like no. it did spin, and so the centrifugal forces <laughs> pulled all the vomit back to the people behind us, and like. <laughs> It's just, and then you're going around in a circle and you're like, stop the ride. <laughs> There's the person a, operating this like, ride. Yeah, He's exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's just, I, yeah, at least that was outdoors. Like the Gravitron, one of the, uh, you know, challenging things about it. And the reason why it's chosen for this meeting is that it's enclosed. Um, Very enclosed space. Yes. Yeah. Oh, happy memories. uh so mayor klein um is inside with the terminator inside the gravitron and they're clearly discussing hopper uh klein has no doubt that he'll be caught as he is driving a bright yellow convertible which you know fair point not an unobtrusive guy either but um he ultimately gets one day to find hopper 
Yeah. I mean, I, Hopper's going to come back to Hawkins, so I feel like yeah, <laughs> you're in luck, Klein, because he's not actually scared of you or looking to hide in any way. Um, but to your point, I mean, like, it seems very... Uh, likely that Hopper will no longer have a <laughs> place in law enforcement, um, <laughs> given that he is now like apparently a wanted criminal for car theft. Although Hopper does have uh, friends in high places, as we uh, as we find out in this episode, he knows right. some like uh, bigwigs in covert operations, so maybe they can pull some strings for him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so back at Murray's place, Hopper is doling out some Burger King product placement, and they are talking to Alexi uh, through Murray's translation um, about what the Russians are doing in Hawkins, what the generators that they are, you know, stealing power from are generating or powering, I should say. Um, and Alexi is unwilling to cooperate because Hopper brought him a strawberry Slurpee and he wanted cherry. It is a whole big thing. It uh, takes up Gets quite dramatic. a bit of time <laughs> in yeah. this conversation. Um, so ultimately, Hopper re- recognizes that Alexi is stalling by making this Slurpee issue a big deal. So he forcefully throws him out of Murray's house. He tosses him the keys to the cuffs. He tosses them to the keys to the car. And he's like, you know, go at it. So Murray and Joyce are like, what the hell are you doing? He's going to run away. But Hopper, in his uh, experience as a... Infinite wisdom. Infinite wisdom, yes, as a surprisingly competent uh, law enforcement uh, person, uh, recognizes that Alexei needs them at this point because he's afraid of the Russians and he can't go back to them without a scratch on him. They will uh, just believe that he has talked or flipped sides or whatever so at first it looks like hopper is really wrong uh alexi actually starts to drive away um until he doesn't so he was right all along hopper looks very smug about it and uh i am pretty impressed to be honest me too i really thought that was gonna turn on him the other way and it doesn't and that's amazing (laughs) So then Dustin and Erica are making their way because they've escaped through the tunnels of this Russian facility. Dustin fills Erica in on the gate, Eleven, the Demogorgon, which she all believes and understands except for the part that Lucas has at all been involved in anything remotely heroic, which is amazing. Classic little sister. (laughs) Exactly. It's like you don't have a problem believing any of the rest of it. Um, Right. Getting through the tunnels is going slow. Erica, who, you know, impresses Dustin with some nerdy math wizardry, uh, estimates that it would take them 12 days to get back to the elevator based on the distance. Um, <laughs> that that is, is slow progress. <laughs> that is. Hawkins is much larger than we expected. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah. And when she does that calculation, his his arguments that she is a nerd is that she is a math whiz interested in politics. And then he has a great thesis on the nerdiness of my little pony and its relationship to like fantasy nerd culture in general. I loved this so much. Right. Yes. And she's like, how do you know so much about my little pony? He's like, because I am a (laughs) nerd. (laughs) I love you. Not been listening. It just completely owns it. I'm, you know, like he recognizes there is no shame in being nerdy. It's kind of where all the awesome stuff is. And it means you're pretty brilliant. So 
long live nerds. That's right. I'm I'm with Dustin on this one. That's great. I know. I'm really glad that like, <laughs> I mean, like the the nerds. Even though this takes place in the in the 80s, uh, I mean, if you take like the nerds of Stranger Things versus like actual 80s nerd movies like Revenge of the Nerds or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) These guys are awesome and those guys were ridiculous. Yeah, it's definitely, this is like the, you know, retroactive retelling of the nerds. Yeah. 80s nerd glow up. That's right. I also think to a certain extent that Erica, like, you don't have a whole lot of credit standing there with two flashlights taped to your helmet and having this conversation the whole time. Like, I love the entire ensemble that she is in and that she is probably going to be in for the rest of this season as well. You know, like the oh, definitely. elbow pads, knee pads, two flashlights taped to her head. Yeah, that's right. Erica came to play. She has all the tools <laughs> She's and equipment. the most prepared. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, so the Russians are beating Steve severely uh, while they interrogate him. This was shocking to me. It was like super intense. I did not expect this level of intensity. Um, so they do not believe that he works for the mall and ultimately beat him unconscious before bringing him into another room and strapping him to a chair next to Robin. And then, um, Robin who, you know, puts up a good front in terms of like, having some attitude with the Russians ultimately is no better off tied next to Steve and the head Russian general guy tells her that they're going to get a visit from the doctor and this shit has gotten real. I mean, like, (laughs) obviously we know the doctor is a torturer. We don't have to see him unroll his torture kit to (laughs) to, to get that Oh, the whole doctor character in general and the black, you know, vinyl splash guard thing he wears i know no one needs gloves that long unless they're a veterinarian or a torturer it is terrifying oh yeah it's the stuff of nightmares this and i keep watching these episodes late at night it's not helping the fact that i'm afraid of them <laughs> I <know>. like, yeah. <laughs> fair enough oh but i was thinking too that it was like so i was thinking did they see erica and dustin or do they only think it's these two until of right. course we find we do find out that they they know that there are two others and i'm like did yeah. you not recognize that they're small children <laughs> like about kids how here. do you yeah. think these are like spy kids is this <laughs> <laughs> that movie won't is come this... out for years decades right. antonio banderas kicks down a door and he's like where are my children i don't know i didn't see that movie this i was gonna say i'm guess. impressed of your knowledge of uh spy kids i am a nerd <laughs> Um, so Elle is in the black space looking for the people who have been flayed by the mind flare. She's clearly been at it a long time. There's a whole pile of bloody Kleenexes. Uh, in the other room, Nancy is following up with local businesses to see if any more chemicals have gone, gone missing. She doesn't understand why the pattern has changed because she doesn't seem to be finding what she's looking for. You know, why would they just stop going missing and basically does the mind flayer have all the chemicals and people that it needs uh um do you know who does know why that's happening jess of k and j recap in a (laughs) super insightful comment last episode where i was like 
Why would they just like turn down people for their army? Um, because they had enough, and we see that in this episode. So great job, Jazz. Except you remember when I was like, oh, a lot of people are probably just going to turn totally back to normal after all of this goes. <laughs> oh yeah, those people are dead. Except they are all everyone dead. to melt at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh man! Could you imagine if that did happen? They like they um defeat Reform. the mind flayer, and the mind flayer just like explodes into like people who. <laughs> rematerialize and are just like naked on the ground maybe the whole show in its final season will have just been a weird indigestion dream of hoppers and none of it will have actually happened <laughs> he's like oh shouldn't have eaten those corn chips exactly <laughs> it was all a dream uh, so meanwhile, Mike and Max are arguing about Elle's limits and what's best for her. Max thinks that Mike is being controlling because she's her own person. And Mike thinks that Max and the others are being careless um, with her, with Elle's powers. And he ultimately, you know, very passionately says that he loves Elle, which is very touching. And everyone's reaction is is awesome. I know. He said it by accident. Yeah. And was like, like in the heat wow, of the moment. I can't believe I just said that, but it's true. <laughs> but what did you think of these two differing opinions, Kim? Like what? I really saw merit in both. I right. mean, at first, I really saw more merit in Max's. And I yeah. think that uh, everyone saw more merit in Max's. But uh, I think that Mike also raises a really good point that like, yes, okay, L is um, her own person. She can make her own decisions. She isn't Mike's. It isn't Mike's place to tell her, you know, what she should and shouldn't be doing. But at the same time, I don't think that that was Mike's intention. He's not trying to own or control her. He just loves her on a level that even though they are family, they said that in this very scene. Um, so everyone loves her, but Mike loves her on a level where it is natural and normal, I think, for for um, his concern for that person to maybe like trump, you know, the danger that they're putting themselves in, even if the danger is for a greater good. So I see right. both sides, but ultimately it's up to Elle and uh, Mike recognized that in a later scene. So, yeah. yeah, I think my like I, I agree totally that it's it's kind of both sides. And I think that one of the dangers for Elle is that. I mean, she is the one who consistently gets them out of every problem that they have, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think she takes a lot of ownership of that role um, with her powers. And so if she can, like, she's going to push herself as far as she can. And sometimes, you know, she makes claims and it's like we don't fully know you know, I agree. that she's going to yes. be okay. Um, yeah, the so. fact that she says later on that he can't hurt me in there and Mike in the black space and Mike is like, well, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. Like even Elle doesn't know all of the limits of her powers and what can and cannot be. We're in new territory here. Yeah, exactly. This is not things that we, it's like, oh, I've, don't worry, the Mind Flayer has taken over the town many times before and every single time I've been totally fine, you know? I know, it's so true. And then yet at the same time, like literally the the world is at stake life as we know it is at stake absolutely l is the only person who has a hope of 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 saving it at at least based on our current knowledge of of how this new world works so you know like like it's all tough. heroes who risk their lives to protect others you know l is doing that and sometimes she probably is maybe leaping in 
without knowing all of the facts. But what can, what can she do? There's no way to find out unless she gives it a try. So, um, so a real hero, a true American hero, Al. I love it. Um, yes. So she does uh, say at the end of the scene that she finds Billy. So obviously that's going to come to a head later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back at Murray's, Alexi is now ready to talk. Uh, so he tells them about the laser, which he calls a key. He tells them that the Russians came to Hawkins specifically to open a door to another world. Um, and that Hawkins is the only place where they could do it because the door has been opened before and therefore it's vulnerable. Another Jess comment come to fruition. I like the healing metaphor there, you know? Yes. That the door is still healing. Right. So therefore it's easier to open. Yeah. So Hopper and Joyce obviously recognize exactly what uh, Alexi is talking about and they are understandably freaked out. So when Joyce uh, goes to call the kids and see if they're okay, Hopper and Murray have a drink and compose themselves and then get back to interrogating Alexi. So Alexi confirms that yes, you can turn off the key, but there's no way to get to it now because he's compromised and can't get back into the facility. And Hopper says like, don't worry, I'll get you in like very earnestly. (laughs) And then Alexi like laughs at the fat Rambo and tells him that this place is a fortress and no one could possibly penetrate it. (laughs) Fat Rambo versus Terminator. It's uh... (laughs) I know. Like, Alexi, you have altogether too much faith in your uh, organization, because as uh, Robin is going to be pointing out very soon, uh, a bunch of kids cracked your code in a day and they infiltrated your fortress in a day and a half. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, this um, this cutaway reminded me of that great scene in Indiana Jones, I think The Last Crusade. It's, you know, he's... Marcus Brody has escaped and Indy has this whole speech about how he's like, Marcus Brody knows, you know, five languages. He has contacts in every continent, you know, with any luck, you already has the grail. And then it cuts to the Marcus Brody and he's like, does anyone speak English? (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that this is like cut and then it's like, no one could possibly infiltrate it. And then there's Dustin and Erica, two children hanging out inside this top secret facility. Exactly. I also want to just for the millionth time nominate Joyce for Parent of the Year because Hopper, you also have a child. I know. I was like, okay, you know what? Joyce has checked in on Will more than once. She (laughs) believes that he is at Mike's house. She has spoken to Karen. And um, according to Karen, they are at like the festival. They are not, but whatever. Um, But where the fuck does Hopper think that Elle is? Has he checked on her at all? I mean, I get it. She is like a superhuman, <laughs> but she is still like a teenager Correct. who requires adult supervision. That's right. Like maybe she'd take your authority more seriously if every once in a while, you know, you called to check in. I don't know. This is- <laughs> That's right. Maybe like, be a little less worried about Mike and more worried about like, I don't know, <laughs> having adult supervision around right. your pretty young daughter. Okay, so inside this impenetrable fortress, Dustin and Erica are making some progress. They find this room that is full of the green goo um, canisters, as well as one of the electric vehicles that we've seen. Um, While Dustin tries to find the keys for that vehicle, Erica's exploring and she finds a huge-ass cattle prod giant taser thing. So giant cage giant cattle prod are they gonna capture the demogorgon and use it as a russian weapon 
Right. Definitely seems like the, yeah, great point. Sorry. Because she, and Erica pointedly asks how big the Demogorgon was yes. um, while looking at this cage. So yes, it does seem that part of the purpose has to be the militarization of the evils inside the Upside Down and or turning it into some kind of weapon. I think you're totally right. You fools. Yeah, exactly. The thought that you can control him. It, you can't control the Demogorgon. Cage. No. And you've released something much, much worse. Like the Demogorgon looks adorable yes. now compared <laughs> to know. what we're dealing with. Can I with, just so. say, I mean, like I am by no means an expert. I'm still very much an amateur player of Dungeons and Dragons. But I was very surprised to learn that like a Mind Flayer is like a pretty easy enemy to beat. And the Demogorgon, Demogorgon is like a, a god that what? is like... Yeah, you cannot bring down like we in the campaign. We're that being I, told that everything I, wrong. This I is know, not good. I know. Did that just blow your mind? Um, yes. It did. It flay your mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the in the campaign that uh, that we're doing right now, I'm playing with more experienced players. Right. So um, we like came upon a demogorgon, and I was like, "What do I do? Roll for initiative?" And they were like, "No, you run. You just run. <laughs> There's no stopping it." <laughs> But a mind flayer, we've we've beaten like four. Um, I will say that the mind flayer does do cooler evil stuff. Okay, well that's cool. I mean, so does the one in Stranger Things. <laughs> it does Stranger Things. Ha ha. <laughs> so it's interesting here too that Dustin and Erica differ in what they should be doing next because. Erica is just like, well, we got this giant cattle prod. We are going to go save our friends and take out the commies. And Dustin thinks, you know, the more practical, which he's not wrong, uh, solution would be to go and find help. But of course, as we know, there isn't enough time to go find help and bring people down there for Steve, really. Like, that's not going to be, right. you know. He will be mutilated if it goes on much longer. Yeah. It's a good thing Erica's there. <laughs> exactly. Again yeah. and again, she proves to be an invaluable new member of this team. Agreed. Um, so uh, speaking of which, Robin and Steve are still tied up. Robin has a plan to edge their chairs close to a table to grab a pair of scissors and cut themselves free. But they just end up on the floor. Um, so they're pretty much out of options. Uh, they're just waiting to die so they have a heart to heart where Robin tells Steve that she was actually obsessed with him in high school they were in the same class she sat right behind him and Steve does not even remember her from school and admits that he uh, used to be a real asshole uh, which we remember season one Um, and then he tells her that being cool and popular isn't really all it's cracked up to be it makes you care about the wrong things Uh, Steve finally you yeah. have realized the error of your ways and that the That's love right. of your life is tied to you in a Russian <laughs> facility right now. So they agree that uh, they've had a lot of fun hanging out together. And then the Russians come back with a torturer and uh, gives them a drug that's like a truth serum but makes them kind of happy and drunk. Uh, so Elle is back in the black space watching Billy. He's just sitting in his room. There's a discussion and everybody realizes that this must be a trap that he has made himself be findable since no one else is. Yeah. And that, you know, when they do, the rest of the flayed will know where they are. Um, and Elle suddenly remembers how she was able to see Terry Ives's memories in the black space. So she suggests using the same tactic 
I guess to use his memory so that they can go see where he remembers having been. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is where the conversation that we talked about earlier is where Mike hates this idea and L, you know, says that he can't hurt her there, which is not necessarily true, but, um, Mike gives in and she honestly has to make her own decision too. I totally agree. I'm not saying that he should yeah. be able to control her. It's just like, I hope she's thinking through this fully in an informed way and not just. So this made me think like, um, so obviously there is going to be a physical fight. There is a giant monster that they are going to have to defeat. But I wonder too, if like a, a portion of the fight, given that it's the mind flayer might take place with L in like the black space. It might right. be like a, a mental assault that, that she has to, um, to, to take on and then maybe i mean i don't know is there going to be another season do we know this or not yes i'm pretty sure there's two more at least confirmed oh okay well then what i was just about to say is stupid and (laughs) non-true but um i was just i was gonna say that like ultimately if there's a mental struggle where like l is using her powers to sort of expel the mind flare or whatever like maybe there is some kind of implications to the to her powers itself and her abilities and you know that sort of thing Um, right which would maybe be a fitting ending if there was you know, an ending coming up where she simply kind of becomes more of a normal girl or whatever. Yeah. But uh, just all of that you can forget because there are two more seasons, according to Jess, which I've learned right now. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that is. And now I can't Google it because if I do, I'm sure I'm going to see spoilers. So I know. And I don't look at anything. I don't even look at the the titles of the episodes. You can't search anything. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the titles of the episodes uh, until I watch them, unless you know, unless we talk about them here, because I just like want it. I want to be surprised by everything. Which, on a side note, um, uh, the episode uh, title in this episode, uh, "E pluribus unum," uh, I did not know what that meant. I had to look it up. Out of many, one. Yes, if you are American, you probably you are shocked by yes. our <laughs> our unfamiliar with that uh, statement as it is, I believe, the U.S. motto or it is yes, something along those is lines. it is the U.S. Yeah. motto. I had heard the term. I have heard sure. the term e pluribus unum before, but I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> silly Canadians. <laughs> That's right. We know nothing about your U.S. culture, um, but you can totally see what it means in the last scene <laughs> of this episode. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I was going to mention it there too because it's like obviously there is going to be one giant monster made out of many members of the Hawkins community plus rat. Yes, it is mm-hmm. all Hawkins people and rats. Yeah, I wonder Hawk if there's rats, like yeah. the other like dogs in there. Is it just Probably. anything? <laughs> I'm glad we didn't see that. Like uh, me too. I know oh God. rats are people's friends, but like. I know it's like watching The Walking Dead when like a horse gets killed. I'm like, I have watched countless it. people be eaten, but one That's horse, right. and I'm like, this is too much. Turn the channel. <laughs> they probably chose rats strategically, both because yes, a, we don't care about them, and b the watchers. Exactly, we don't care as viewers. Right. Okay. So Elle has decided she's going to go back into the black space and she's going to uh, look into Billy's memories the same way she did with Terry Ives. So she goes back in, she approaches Billy, she takes his hand and then suddenly he grabs her and she's screaming and she pulls away and then like falling backward. And 
I really thought Jess, uh, like I literally like gasped at the screen because Me I too. thought she was going to fall the same way that Heather got Me like too. pulled into the depths and she was just going to be like lost inside the black space uh, and the mind flayer would have her. Like I was really scared in this moment. Um, but as it turns out, I mean, it didn't look like it was kind of working the way that she wanted or expected it to but it did have the uh wanted results because well as she falls back she sees flashes of billy's recent memories and then she lands on a beach and realizes that she's inside of one of billy's earlier memories when he's a child in california with his mother um so she sees there's a storm in the distance and realizes that's probably where she needs to go to see the source. I really right. like the way that they did this kind of like where they, um, I like the way that they showed this abstract idea of her kind of like going deep into his right. memories. And yeah, it was cool the way they did it. This reminded me a lot of um, Inception, which I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. So that is amongst Agreed. my favorite movies. And, you know, and the, the, of course you end up in Cobb's like deepest memories and he, it's on a beach that he kind of pulls up and there's a lot of metaphors there for secrets and dreams and yeah, very similar kind of imagery. Yes. Elle needs to have like a token so that she knows right. whether or not she's Where in the are black you? space. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Because she has to kind of like... Yeah, it's so true because she kind of comes back to it on the beach and then she ultimately is able to rip off her blindfold later on. But you kind of lose as to where she is in. Yeah, I mean, exa- I mean, at one point she thinks that she is out of the black space yeah. and she isn't, you know, right. and yeah. because the mind flare has been able to infiltrate her mind now. So um, I think that, you know, that gave me the idea of like maybe there's like a mind trick component to this war with L that I feel would be a really interesting component. I mean, obviously, the action and the fighting scenes are, are really cool in this show. They do such a good job. Um, but I think that that would be an interesting element if they chose to go that route. For sure. Um, okay, so back at Murray's, Hopper uh, is calling a number given to him by Sam Owens, Owens that connects him to CIA slash convert, covert government agencies who ran the lab. Um, there's a whole, like, code approach here with his codename <laughs> Anti-Chariot. Uh, and he leaves this message for Owens that the Russians are opening the gate and Joyce is not having, you know, the fact that he just goes and like sits waiting for a callback. Joyce is losing her mind. Um, so I love when she <laughs> calls back and says that she's Antique Chariot's partner, Wheelbarrow. That like, <laughs> just love Joyce so much. I love her. Yeah. And it's just, you know, but I mean, fair enough. Like Hopper... You just heard the gates probably being reopened as we speak. And while you may get a call back quickly, you did not convey a sense of urgency required that humanity is at risk, you know? Agreed. So, I, yeah, I agree. I do not uh, fault Joyce at all for taking matters into her own hands and, like, conveying the urgency. Although I do find it to be, you know, a very minor annoyance that that Joyce essentially did a very similar type of rant slash speech uh ending with politeness uh that like 
resulted in whoever was stonewalling her. At first, it's Murray. Now it's this guy on the phone. And then ultimately, they just do what she says, right? Right. I feel like, I feel like that is really, like, fun and funny to see once. And seeing it a second time, I was like, Repetitive. yeah. I mean, especially yeah. two episodes back to back. I'm like, okay. I mean, Joyce is convincing and she's awesome. But she can't, like, turn everyone <laughs> to to do her bidding. Can't because she him? Because yeah. she yells. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Maybe she can. She's Joyce right. fucking Byers. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it works. So uh, this, you know, random answering phone guy says he will pass along the message and they all um, head out to get back into Hawkins ASAP, which to your point earlier is that he's heading right back towards Mayor Klein. So the search shouldn't be too difficult. That's right. <laughs> Um, so Robin and Steve, they are feeling the effects now of the drug that they were just given by the doctor. Uh, they feel pretty great and sound pretty drunk. Um, so the doctor returns to interrogate them with his torture kit intact. And ultimately, Robin starts talking to save Steve from his knee, his nails getting ripped out. Um, so she talks about the code and how they picked it up on their radio and how they cracked it in a day. And then Steve also says that <laughs> Dustin Henderson, first and last name, <laughs> also knows about the Russians. Damn oh, truth Steve. drugs. I know. Um, so he says that Dustin is probably calling in the cavalry right now. And then alarms go off and Steve looks very smug. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. But, of course, it is not the cavalry, uh, at least not one coming with Hopper. It is the cavalry of Dustin and Erica who and goo. come Yay. with a cattle prod and goo to save the day. So was the goo just a distraction? They couldn't have climbed through there, right? Yeah, maybe or... I don't know. Yeah. doesn't matter. Like, were they down below or up above? I mean, did they use I it don't to know. cut through? I don't know. Yeah. Either way, mm-hmm. goo was used... The yep. soldiers go to investigate the goo and then they take the opportunity to zap the doctor with the cattle prod and save Eric, uh, Robin and Steve. Huzzah! I should note for our listeners that the huzzah is actually written into Kim's notes. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back on the beach in Billy's memories, Elle is walking towards the storm. As she walks, we see some different elements of the timeline of his life. So we see his absolute dick of an abusive father, um, his mom ultimately leaving. We see, you know, Billy repeating the lines of his abusive father to other kids becoming a bully himself. We see him beating Max. Um, and then we see him getting flayed in the warehouse that we saw in episode one. Um, and this is when she finally reaches the center of the storm and sees that the source is the steel factory. What What are your thoughts about um, what Billy is going to be, you know, what like what is Billy's fate in all this? Do you yeah. Think? I mean, I think it's definitely meaningful that he hasn't just become goo, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I I hope we get to see him post this happening and that he becomes, you know, back to himself again. But I don't know if, like, that's just me being hopeful, uh, whether that's realistic. I'm not sure. What do you think? I agree. Although I think that um, instead of him going back to his old self, I think he's going to be forever changed. And like, sorry, I, think I this... agree. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that um, 
the show is making a point to us in in this scene that um, Billy, though, you know, you can't excuse his behavior, Agreed. but there is context for his behavior, and he right. did not have um, uh, an easy time of it growing up. He himself was a victim of abuse, and then he grew up to, like, become an abuser himself, right? And where yeah. he is a bully to others. Um, so, yeah, I think that he is going to live. I think he's probably the only flayed person who's going to live. Everybody else is goo. So right. they must be, the fl- mind flayer must be keeping him around so that, I don't know, it has a human face to give its speeches to <laughs> to L and stuff or like carry out its bidding in town, that sort of thing. I don't know. But I don't think that Billy is going to be goo. I think he's going to make it out alive. Or maybe he is the Barb slash Bob slash Billy and he dies, but he dies with some level of redemption. I don't know. I think he's going to live. Right. Yeah. I think he, he is too. And certainly it makes sense that he's at least being kept around for now, given what he's doing to L right. And that yes. the trap kind of, he sets works. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so L makes her way out of Billy's memories, at least she thinks. She rips yeah. off the blindfold and she's back in the cabin, but her friends aren't there. And as it turns out, uh, she is not really back in the cabin. She is, like, still inside the black space or in her own memories or something, and the Mind Flayer has infiltrated them. So so the Mind Flayer, like, in the shape of Billy tells Elle that he should not she should not have looked for him because now she's exposed herself and they can all see her meaning all of the flayed like they are they are legion they are one right so um everyone knows where she is because the mind flayer knows where she is so he tells her that everything he's been building has been for her so that he can end her so ultimately i feel like when i said that the mind flayer was building an army that was somewhat true but i think what he was actually referring to was like building a body when he was telling ellie sorry he was telling billy to um to build what he sees, that he was building the body and the shape of the mind flare from the upside down, right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, either way, he was building something that was going to uh, conquer this dimension. So Elle's first, then her friends, then everyone else. Um, so Elle, in a fit of rage, uses her powers to throw Billy back and she escapes from this, you know, pseudo- uh, cabin and gets back to the actual cabin where her, where her friends are. And then meanwhile, all around town, the flayed drop what they're doing and start walking to the factory and one by one line up in front of the mind flare and <laughs> liquefy merging with its body. And then, like I said, it just ultimately its final form looks to be exactly like what Will saw in the upside yeah. down, just made of flesh instead of Ooh, instead exactly. of shadows. And Ooh. then it like bursts through the basement. It is like on the loose. Not good. Yeah, we see the end of some characters that we've, you know, Mrs. Driscoll, she was still around. Not anymore. Heather. I know, I mean, when Tom said she went home, she literally just like left the hospital. I was like, oh, right. no, that's a, it's a metaphor. <laughs> that's right. Home nope. is now the, I mean, maybe she went to the factory. Anyway, either way, she is no longer around now. So. Oh, yeah. She definitely went to the factory. I just mean that he, he didn't right. kill yeah. her and like call no. it home. <laughs> that's right. It's like, but he has had bloody hands. It was a fair, fair guess. So. 
Uh, yes, I did not come out good on the theories on this one, but either way, I am enjoying it thoroughly. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the last couple of episodes. Um, I am like, I'm I'm interested to kind of see how they're going to wrap it all up with only two episodes left. I know. This season uh, is only one episode shorter than last season, but it, it feels like it's gone by really quickly. So there's a lot left yeah. to happen in two yeah. episodes. Yeah, and I always feel that way, and then, like, you know, they kind of, they manage to do it, but... Um, oh, for sure. We will be back tomorrow recapping the penultimate episode. Very excited to talk about number seven with you, Kim. Um, so, until then, everyone, we will see you at our next episode. See you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.